Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host. Good day, Paul everyone. Lawrence this is Van. your host, Paul Lawrence Van. And here today, we're going to be talking about uh, coaching as a part of our series of 52 weeks of coaching. This is a marathon, everyone. And today we're going to share just a little bit more about it. And our honored guest is Dr. Skia Davis Sr. And uh, he's the esteemed professor. He headed up the superintendent of New York City Schools. He attended Columbia University as well as Brooklyn College. So New York is in the house and we're glad to have him here. Today, what we're going to talk about and we want listeners to take from this coaching session is on both real estate investing and investing in stock. And now is a great time to do it as we begin 2021. So uh, a skill, when it comes to real estate investing, there are different forms of it. Some could be residential, others condos, apartments, office buildings, and more. And of course, our focus is going to be on residential. So let's focus our discussion on single family homes, brownstones, duplexes, et cetera. And we can add to that. So this particular question covers single family homes in various states. For example, investing in real estate in New York versus investing in Maryland and Texas where I've invested. So if you could share what one may consider when purchasing uh, in New York, and I will cover Maryland and Texas uh, where we've invested and live. And we have a disclaimer as we start this coaching session out uh, primarily because it's required and uh, of course, we can always seek the uh, real estate uh, investor, brokers, and later on with the stock as well with a financial advisor. So we have a disclaimer because we don't want to go to court, do we? Well, <laughs> <laughs> especially me. I'm too, I'm too young for that. <laughs> and Dr. Davis is too. <laughs> so let's get started. Let's just talk about the different forms of investing. We, we mentioned uh, residential uh, condos, apartments, office buildings, and more. If you could share just a bit about that for our listeners in this so, coaching session. So let's talk a little bit about residential. In yes. New York City, uh, property values are very, very high. Mm -hmm. I first invested in uh, 1985. Mm -hmm. I was in my 30s and I have a single father. Uh, I knew nothing about real estate. All I knew is that I wanted a house. I know that's right. Me and my daughters. <laughs> that's right. Because the rents were going up. The rents had gone up to $500 for a two-bedroom uh, apartment in New uh -huh. York. And I said, I am not giving anybody $500 a exactly. month. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Even though that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, York. today in yeah. New York City, you can't even get a a hole in the wall. wall. <laughs> exactly. You can't even think about it. <laughs> Which is an important point because sure. the house I purchased in 1985, I still have today. Yes. And uh, it's a historic brownstone. Wonderful. It's two families. Yes. And what's important is we were talking about the last time we spoke yes. about how do we stay out of debt and those things. Absolutely. So one of the important things to do when it comes to housing is that when you look, you got to know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I did not know. All I knew is that I wanted a great house for house. my kids. I had no concept even of the, uh, the down payment. When was it due? I thought it was due at closing. Exactly. Uh -huh. And so a lot of times I think there are a lot of young people who are not 
they don't really have the knowledge and the information. Right, the awareness, so that's, yeah. That's why this program is so important. Mm -hmm. So one important thing is, is that when I purchased my brownstone, yes. it had equity in it already. Got it. Okay, so I so purchased it. You didn't start, out, didn't start out trying to build it. You already had some in there, which yes, is great. Yes. So I purchased at 160 mm -hmm. and it was valued at 190. Mm -hmm. So what did that mean? That meant that already I had $30,000 in equity that if I needed to do some renovations, I can take out that $30,000 and renovate my kitchen, et cetera. Thankfully, I was able to do that without taking out equity. Exactly. Uh, at yes. that particular time. That's very important. But some people, what they do is they see a house, they want the house mm -hmm. and they buy the house sure. and the value, the appraisal comes in lower than the purchasing price. Ooh, not good. And what happens is when that happens, yes. you have to pay uh, mortgage insurance. That's correct, right? yes, And MPI. And a lot of times when people pay mortgage insurance, they continue to pay that even though at some point the house value goes above, above. the purchasing price. Correct. And you should be able to drop the mortgage insurance. But because right. people don't know that, the insurance companies are not necessarily going to tell they're, you. They're not going to tell you because they're someone is going to get paid. They're going to be so the, paid that fee. Exactly. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to educate ourselves. Absolutely. For sure. We need to know that equity is a tool. Mm -hmm. So in New York, I've used that equity in that brownstone, which I still own. Sure. And I used it in 2002 to... Uh, purchase sure. the current condominium that I'm living in in Brooklyn. Right. Mm -hmm. And for a down payment. So mm -hmm. down payments in New York on a condominium is definitely a six figure. Absolutely. Matter. Yes. Yes. Because okay. So supply I was and demand. Able, supply and demand. Yeah. I was able to use the equity. And then when I, when I decided to keep the brownstone, which I was always going to do, Mm -hmm. Later in 2009, I took out additional equity in that brownstone because sure. it was still growing. Absolutely. And I used it to renovate the brownstone mm -hmm. and turn it into a two-family rental. Yes. That's very, very so, smart. So how do you make your money? How do you make that equity work for you? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I know people who have like credit cards and sometimes mm -hmm. they're paying 17, 18%. Uh, on, on a credit card loan a lot that of interest. we were talking about. But meanwhile, they have equity in their property. property so if they took the equity, them. exactly, if they were to take some of the equity in their property and pay off that credit card loan, you're paying off, you get the loan on equity for three and a half percent now. Correct. As That's opposed correct. to 18, 19, some people are paying mm -hmm. 28 and 29 percent. Mm -hmm. And write it off on the tax. Exactly. So what mm -hmm. you need to do, what we need to do is we need to educate one another. We need to educate our family members. Yes. Now that two, free. Exactly. That, the two family house that I have now, the Brownstone Historical, it's mm -hmm. on the National Landmark right. uh, site and everything. My son is living in it. Mm -hmm. My 28-year-old son, mm -hmm. he's living in the upstairs apartment, one bedroom. Right. And at some point, if he decides with his family... Sure. As he gets married, the family mm -hmm. grows, he'll move downstairs and then he'll have a property that I purchased in 1985. He will have mm -hmm. that property 
for his family so his family could live downstairs right. and he can have a rental property upstairs, still exactly. income coming in. Absolutely. That's so, a really great strategy. So it's a strategy that's important. But the thing that I want to say is that it's important to know what equity is and what equity can do for you. Yes. That's yes, very, very important. It's also important to know that when you do renovations, mm -hmm. uh, and you'll say that in Maryland and in Texas, when oh, you do yeah. renovations, yeah. you know how to get the biggest bang out of your buck. That's correct. So for instance, we know that in New York, if you're going to do renovations mm -hmm. in a rental property, yes. you need to focus on the kitchen and the bathroom. Bathroom, because that has the greatest resale value. The greatest, and that's mm -hmm. what renters look for. For sure. Like now in Brooklyn, in the Brownstone community in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. you have very, very wealthy people coming in to rent. Right. Some of the rental properties, there's a brownstone on my block, it rents for $11,000 a month. Now, I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can work with that. <laughs> it rents for $11,000 a month. And oh. when it was vacant last year in March, somebody picked it up. And what happens <laughs> is because there are a lot of European companies operating in New York City, right. they bring their workers over the high-end employees over and they're looking for a housing for them and they don't want to put them up in a hotel so sure. they're renting out a full uh brownstone oh. and pay 11 or twelve thousand dollars for it and that makes sense that's smart too it makes smart it's smart for them, but it's because they're, they're, they're going to get a, a text right off of that from a business side as well exactly yeah exactly in fact they last uh two years ago the i'm sorry two uh, renters ago, yeah. my uh, my tenant was a mm -hmm. senior official at Deutsche Bank. Yes, Deutsche Bank, right there in Germany. Yes, <laughs> he returned to Hamburg. He stayed uh -huh. with me. His yes. son Constantine grew up, and Constantine yes. uh, was a baby when he came, and he was four and a half years when he left. Four and oh, a half years old fantastic. when he left. Yes. So another principle is that when you have a rental property, you got to be near it. You, you have to make sure, sure you take care and be a responsive landlord. Yes, for sure. So don't, don't overdo it. Don't mm -hmm. have too many properties. Mm -hmm. uh, take and that property. That way you can leverage the property. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have to be, when, when, when someone calls and there's a problem, you have to take care of that problem. Sure. You, take, you, you become the you superintendent. Yeah, you, you are a superintendent. Obviously, you're going to hire craftsmen. You're going to sure. hire a, a plumber, electricians, and all mm -hmm. of that. But you have to know, and you have to be there when the work is being done because you want to make sure, sure. of the quality. Correct. The last thing I'll say, uh, Paul, mm -hmm. and then I'll let you talk, is okay. that one time I was looking for a brownstone in Bedford-Stuyvesant, which is mm -hmm. another historic community Absolutely. here in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Uh, historic black community yeah. and what was happening is that the Europeans and the Australians were coming mm -hmm. in and mm -hmm. they were purchasing up the properties, properties and they would buy brownstone over there for maybe four or five hundred dollars four or five hundred thousand dollars and then what they'll do is they'll renovate it put a hundred thousand dollars in renovations mm -hmm. and put it on the market for nine hundred thousand dollars right. so, they're, so they're, right away they're making three hundred thousand dollars in a matter of a couple of months yes. two or three months yes so I was looking at a brownstone for my two daughters and you have to get quality advice. 
right? Absolutely. So I look at, and this brownstone is beautifully renovated, looks great. Mm -hmm. I have a lawyer who is a, a black woman in best sure. style, very well known, uh -huh. very credible person. She, she knows and the business she, inside out. She knows everything, the business inside out. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, she says, Dr. Davis, you know, I don't mind taking your money as your advisor on this, sure. yeah. but are you sure you want to buy this brownstone? And I said, so what do you mean, uh, mm -hmm. Mrs. Felton? Sure. She says, do you know the quality of the workmanship behind those walls that you see that are so beautiful? Yeah. Very important, right? Very important. I didn't know somebody else had taken a place, gutted it, put <laughs> in pipes, put in electric, but I didn't know the quality of the workmanship. Ah, very good observation on her part. And so she told me not to buy it. Great recommendation. She told me not to buy it. Yeah. She was and doing her so job. <laughs> she did her job. Yes. So it was a great thing because what happened is I took and I, I came here to the condominium. Sure. I purchased this instead. And my daughters took the brownstone oh. over at, uh, it, it, which is nearby. Yes. So you have to have good quality advice because some mm -hmm. lawyers would have just say They're they taking the money. Their, they want the fee. <laughs> That's right. So here was a woman who had good community minded. Mm -hmm. We have lawyers in New York City, some that if they are giving you advice, they're trying to swindle you at the same time. time. Exactly. And especially if you are an elderly, sure. uh, bright person mm -hmm. with a lot of equity in your home. home. So be very careful about the quality of the yes. advice and who, and who you are getting it from. Yeah, it definitely costs. And that was a great example because, uh, again, you can't see behind the walls, but if you look at, as she stated, the craftsmanship thereof, it tells a story in and of itself. It's almost like if you knock on that wall and it sounds hollow, you may have a problem. Yes. Yes. And, and those, those things really count. So I'm going to transition now with uh, two states. Start with Texas. That's where I purchased my very first house. Separated from the Air Force after eight years of duty was recruited by Mobile Oil Company as a financial analyst, went to Houston, Beaumont, Texas. I bought a house in Beaumont, Texas, worked in oil and gas, financial analyst, purchased my very first home at the age of 30 and bought this house. I paid too much for it, actually, because I didn't know. And I think I paid maybe 65 for it, but I paid too much for it. Now, yeah. this is a four-bedroom house, two-and-a-half bath, a nice-sized yard, and uh, close to the high school, close to the highway, uh, very accessible to, to the uh, major interstate uh, 10 uh, there in uh, Beaumont, Texas. And I worked, of course, for Mobile Oil. And um, the th what happened, I worked for them for two years, enjoyed it. And one day I get this call, Skia, Dr. Davis, and it's from the Pentagon. And this colonel said, hey, you know, we heard that you were looking for a reserve slot, but we'd like to bring you back on active duty. And I said, where would I be assigned? They said, the Pentagon. I said, well, I'm your guy. I'm out of here. And so at this point, I had to take the house and I decided to rent it. And I went with property management because I could not manage it from a distance. So I, I hired a, a management company, paid them 10%, no problem. They took really great care of the house. They treated the house as if it was their own. And not only that, they were able to get tenants in it. So actually the house was being paid for by the tenants in it. I only lived in it two years and I owned it for 12 years. And so basically when it came time to sell that property later, and the reason why I sold it is because there were so many hurricanes coming in the area 
I sustained $10,000 worth of windstorm damage and I had to have the repairs. So I flew to Texas after I left Maryland and I uh, observed, as you said, the contractor, the craftsman while he was doing his work because I knew it would get done. And he did a great job. He did a great job. And uh, I had to take out a small loan for about 10,000 because FEMA doesn't pay you if you don't reside in the, in the property. So I took out a small loan for 1% with the Small Business Administration. So here again, another financial thing to consider if your house happens to be hit by uh, an act of nature, or act of God, they call it. And uh, so what I would recommend is get really good property management, uh, hire and get good recommendations. And I was given a great recommendation for a, a carpenter and he came in and he did a phenomenal job. He basically took the property and he made it new all over again. And it was a big house. And uh, in Texas, 65,000 is a big house, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like a mansion uh, because of the property values. And what one issue I did run into years later when I actually sold the property, uh, when it was uh, put up for sale, a uh, lady, she brought in furniture and everything to make a house look like it was livable. And a neighbor across the street was an apartment complex. He said he always liked the house and he made an offer. So it was one stipulation, the house was sinking. The entire community was built over rice patties from years ago and yeah. it was sinking. So what we did, I went through the real estate broker. We hired an engineering firm and they came and jacked the house back up. Got it level, no out of, out of money, out of pocket monies. And I sold the house and made almost doubled what I paid for the house, almost mm -hmm. doubled it. So I took that equity, mm -hmm. but I had already purchased a house in Maryland. So I sold that house after uh, about 12 years and I'm work, still working at the Pentagon. So I purchased the current house that I'm living in, came in and uh, the people who had been here was a veteran and his family, nice four bedroom house, two and a half car garage, two, two car garage, uh, four bedrooms, two and a half baths, nice yard, nice, nice community, not too far from Washington, D.C., maybe five miles at the most. And what I would tell people when it comes to the financial stamp side of the house, uh, you can negotiate everything. The price of the house, since the veteran lost the house in foreclosure, I paid, I purchased the house as is, had an inspector come in first and then I purchased it as is and uh, moved into the house. And it used to be the model home in this particular subdivision. Deer in the backyard, eagles flying around, squirrels, you name it. Uh, beautiful, a lot of trees, very beautiful and quiet community. It gets so quiet, Askia, that sometimes the quiet makes noise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're like, wait a minute, there's gotta be something going on, there's quiet. And that's probably why I've never left. But just like you stated, the key is, is we want people to understand you work hard for your money, make your money work for you. I have equity in my property. I had equity from the previous property and use that money judiciously to build so that you can purchase something else. And, and in the next probably two years, I'll probably move to another state somewhere uh, once my children go to college. Uh, we'll, purchase a house uh, where they happen to be going to school at. And uh, that's probably what's going to happen. Take the equity out of that and 
purchase something and uh, just be, be close by them. In today's uh, current social climate, uh, we need our children close to us, as close as we can get them to help protect them. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I have for here. And for the state of Maryland, um, I was very fortunate to be able to work with some great real estate agents and uh, also work with the VA. I still have my VA loan that's open. I can still use it. So the next place I go, I'll use it. So I'm using a regular conventional uh, mortgage and uh, at a very low interest rate, I'm going to take it lower. And uh, then when I sell it, uh, I'll definitely uh, bring the equity out of that property because in this area, the value of the homes are going back up. Very good. So, so it's not bad. So let's talk a little bit now about um, the different, the impact that COVID is having on people right now, because I think that's very important. We're kind of in the middle of it right now. We're still setting records for infections and deaths, which is very sad that the United States is leading. It shouldn't be that way. But what would you say to people who are under the uh, gun in terms of evictions from apartments and evictions from their home, uh, from the New York perspective? Okay, and, and that's very, very important. One of the things, one of the biggest problems that we have is that in New York, we have a lot of people, people who are the mainstay of New York City, Sure. are people who are senior citizens now. They've Absolutely. been here 30, 40, 50 years. Sure. They stayed through good times, through so-called bad times. times. And, and many, of them, many of them, they, they would never hear this podcast because they're not familiar with using technology. Exactly. I understand. So it's a problem because to deal with any relief efforts, any opportunities, to get relief, you need to be able to go online, even to get a COVID shot in New Absolutely. York City. You have to sure. be able to go online and there and are register, people- register, sign up, yeah. And so one of the things that should be going on is that people who are active in the church, they should be pushing the churches to uh, link up with the senior citizens in the community. Exactly. To provide information, to provide linkages, to find advocates because there are advocates out there sure. to help, but it's not enough advocates. And that's, that's one of the things I'm hoping in this bill that uh, President Biden is doing sure. is that he's going to look at how do you deal with advocates for sure. all of these people who are facing, it's not just enough to say, well, here's some money to prevent you from being evicted, but how do you get access how you, to that? Yeah, money? how do you navigate it? How do you how do you navigate that system? Yeah, it's so important. A lot and of red tape. I, I give you an example. One time, uh, going back to the real estate issue, uh, when I when I purchased this brownstone, right, the the interest rates were falling mm -hmm. after I purchased it. Sure. And uh, three months later, I called up the bank and I said I want the lower interest rate. Yes. Which was. Went from like 5.75 or 5.85 down to 5.50. Sure. They told me send them $1,000 mm -hmm. and they would give me the lower interest rate. Sure. And so this is important for homeowners now because when they gave me that lower interest rate on that 30 year mortgage, sure. I did a calculation. I was saving $117,000 in interest. Over, over the life of that loan. Over the life of that loan. Mm -hmm. So what, one of the things that's important is 
if you are out there, if you know your family members are out there and they sure. are at risk, if you know your neighbors are out there at risk, sure. adopt a senior citizen. For sure. You know, get online with them. Yes. Help them navigate the system. Yes. Encourage the churches to also work with them. Mm -hmm. That is so, so, so important Very because important. a lot of people are being left behind because they don't have anyone that are there for them to Hannah. do that navigation. Right. Advocate on their behalf, absolutely. And the thing about it, especially for a nonprofit organization, that's part of service in itself. And if church is a nonprofit, so that should be a part. I know some churches here in Maryland that do provide uh, that assistance with housing because some of their membership, uh, members of the church are also working in that area, HUD and some of the other areas, housing, urban development, et cetera. Exactly. And so that's, that's one of the critical things that I, I think really do need to uh, get done. We need to, in terms of, I, I know we're limited in time, and we were going to talk about stops, so maybe we need sure. to do that at another time. Okay. But to wrap up this with sure. uh, real estate, yes, it's about you know educating yourself. It's right. about looking be behind the walls. That's it's, right. yes. it's about getting <laughs> high quality advice, lawyers yes. Yes. that you can trust. Trust. That's correct. It's about knowing the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. You know what? What are your options? It's about looking at your equity. Sure. And how do you make that equity work for you? I have friends who have homes in New York uh -huh. State and they, over the years, they've had four or $500,000 in equity and it's just wow. set there. they could it's be just, making it work for them. <laughs> it's, set, it's set there. And some of them told me, you know, I scared, you were so smart because you got your, you, you went out and got a, another property. property. Now, you look at the equity in my brownstone, you look at the equity right. in my condominium here, right. the, the value of my condominium has gone up two and a half percent in 19, okay. I mean, two, 250% Sense. in 19 years. Yes, that's, that's great. More return. than double. Great return. So all of that's equity, right? Yes, yes. So, so. And it's real. See, that's what people to, need to understand. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to make, you have to make, your money, as you said, Paul, work for work you. For you. Yes. Because I do have some friends who did buy a second house. I have a sure. friend now, what she did is uh, she gave up her house on Long Island to a younger daughter who was in her uh -huh. 30s. Sure. And she moved to a vacation home up in the Poconos. No. So, <laughs> but, but she purchased that at a uh -huh. time when the, the interest rates good. are low. Yes. The interest rates are very, very low now. So people right. need to be very refinanced. This is about the lowest it's been in, in, I don't know, I can remember. This is the lowest. <laughs> so people need to be refinancing. Yes. You know, and they're going they in at 1.9% in some cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my niece told me the other day, she, right now my condominiums, I think I have seven or eight years left. Sure. In terms of the uh, mortgage, mortgage, right. she life said, of the mortgage. She said, "Why don't you, why don't you get a seven one? You could get a seven one at one point nine, right? And 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 in eight years, you'll be completely mortgage free on this condominium here. Exactly. Only so that's outright. what I'm looking at now. Sure, that's what I'm looking at now. 
That's a good move. Absolutely. That's a great move. And in fact, I totally agree with you. And uh, we have to really pay attention because we have a lot going on with COVID, with the social injustice that's taking place in this country. So it kind of takes people focus away, but the focus is right, starts right in the home. Uh, Getting that deed out, reading it, talk to that lender, look at those rates. Hey, can you top this rate? If you, the lender, can't top this rate, then I'm going to go with someone else. Okay. Exactly. You have that position negotiate. You can still even negotiate the interest rates down even lower. Exactly. And uh, we have to teach the young people. I have a 28 year old. I have two daughters who are in their Mm forties and I've known situations here in Brooklyn where uh, a senior died Mm -hmm. and his son who grew up in Brooklyn Uh, did not have good memories of these beautiful brownstones here in Brooklyn. And he was in California. Mm -hmm. And so he came in, I was sitting in the barbershop and they said this young man came in and for a weekend and Mm -hmm. he was determined to sell his father's property in one weekend. Uh And so he came and Mm -hmm. of course, whoever advised him, he sold his father's property which is on the corner of St. not St. Mark's, on the corner of Prospect Place and Vanderbilt Avenue mm-hmm. for like $1.1 million oh. when the property at that time was worth $1.9 million. Wow, he lost and a lot. He, but, but for him, sure. it was a lot of money at 1.1 because he didn't yeah. have that. Yeah. And so people look at the attitude, well, but, I didn't, my, but, my father paid, uh, maybe a hundred thousand dollars for this. And right. I grew up here and the neighborhood wasn't that great then in his sure. mind. Right. So he's out in California living the la la land life. Oh, the light shining, the sun shining in his eye with shades. He can't see. And he comes. <laughs> and so now he walks away with one point one million dollars yeah. after you know all of the sure. transactions he's gotta do, you know, sure. to the people gotta who gotta pay some fees and gotta pay some brokers. fees, gotta pay some taxes. Yeah, he didn't and, have one left. And somebody and somebody took that, and now one of the most beautiful cafes is uh-huh. at the bottom uh-huh. of that of that brown wow. stone. And it's the people sitting out, they're sitting out there, and it's thirty-five degrees. They're sitting out on the sidewalk huh. eating. Oh there. my and, god! And that's the that's the restaurant below, and then the apartments apartments above. above. So so common, let, com, that's called common use building. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's educate our young people. Yeah. You know, let's educate them. You know, if the house is worth one point nine million dollars, let's have them have the attitude of pushing for two point one. Exactly. See what I'm because and, basically he left eight hundred thousand, almost another million on the table. On the table. And who's going to give who's going to give a black man eight hundred thousand dollars? Nobody. Eight hundred grand. And gonna, that's a lot of money. That's a lot, and it's, yeah. that's just one example. I've one seen example. other examples. I've yeah. seen other examples here in New York. Uh-huh. You know, where a woman had, uh, she had no mortgage at all, uh-huh. four-story brownstone, right. very bad shape. Sure. You know, roof, electricity, etc. Sure. And unfortunately, she got the wrong. She didn't get my lawyer. She got the wrong lawyer. Oh wow! They ripped that woman the- off. And they left her with time, nothing. They ripped her off. Ultimately, I saw in the New York Times uh-huh. that that, a, that building sold for $8.3 million. This was about five years ago. Wow. Eight point, I'm sorry, it, it sold for $839,000. Uh-huh. 
So these, I'm sitting out there, I'm cleaning up around my brownstone. I see these two young white guys uh, cut the lock on her uh, uh -huh. door. And I ask them, what are you doing? Yeah. And they said, oh, we're moving here. We're bringing our family here. Uh -huh. Of course, they, they were lying. What they basically did is they went in there, they put a new roof in there, uh -huh. they put new electricity in there, wow. and the next day, within three months, they sold That's it for so. two point three million dollars to my to my friends and neighbors. They are oh, not. So they made if they put a hundred thousand dollars in there, they yeah. made more than a million dollars in a couple they of months. They sure did that quick. That quick. that quick and that's why they I, were gone yeah that's why i keep telling people real estate is the way to go it really is because everyone needs a roof over their head and they have different reasons and it's, most yeah. people in america their primary their primary uh value you know their yes. their network right. is, is built in, into in, the real estate it's in real estate mm -hmm. and of mm -hmm. course the next time we talk we'll talk about the stock market stock market yes the other angle which yes. we don't have yes. time yes. to talk about today exactly yeah we'll, we'll talk about that uh game stop uh issue that just happened uh recently on uh, wall street with the, the small amateur investors going up against the head fudge managers up there on wall street running these uh, multi-billion dollar properties because some of them lost about 3.26 million in just one month <laughs> so it's a big deal. When uh, Warren Buffett last year, I'm trying to remember what, what stock came out with mm -hmm. the IPO, the big IPO last year that came out, mm -hmm. Warren Buffett in one day uh, made for Berkshire, uh, Berkshire $8.3 billion in one day. In one day. That's, that's <laughs> called that a good IPO, day. With that IPO. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you know these IPO IPOs come out and they're telling you yeah. it's going to come out at twenty dollars, and right. the next thing you know, it's eighty and ninety dollars. And right. Buffett, he's been everybody's in was, He got his shares when it was five dollars. Dollars, exactly. He played and, the long game. And then, and they're not they're not buying. You know, like you and me. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe uh, 50 the, shares or 100 shares or 1,000 right. shares. Right. They'll buy like 30, 40 million, million shares. shares. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yes. There's a lot of money to be made a in the stock market. And, and we short, need to pay attention to that. Yes, a short period of time, too. So that, that's that's really remarkable. And yeah, we will pick up on the investment side on the next uh, a session that I have because it's a very important one because of what took place with GameStop. And now, of course, they're gonna have to come to the Hill and have a discussion about who made the decision at Robinhood, which was the, uh, the, the conduit or the app that people were using to buy stocks. It was amateurs uh, buying stock and they were gonna give the hedge fund manager the multi-billion dollar uh, uh, investors, the business, right? And they gave them the business because they made money. Some made 10,000, some made a million dollars. And the hedge, hedge fund managers, uh, they went in and they knew that the stock was not valued at that. And the stock increased in six months by 8,000%. Yeah, it's, it's 8, ridiculous. 8,000%, yes. For games. When, when they, we look at this topic, we're going to really focus sure. on not the get rich Quick, Quick schemes, schemes right. What, what are the things that you can do slow and steady? Steady, rest. That's when you need to be because there right. are times when the market is going to be down right. that you need to, to get in. Go slowly when the right. market is going to be up like up. it has been the last 
10 years? 10 years, yeah. A lot Setting of people records. got out of the market in 2009 right. after the crash. After the, right, but after they the, did not see the longest bull market run in the history of the United of America. The stock market, yes. Mm -hmm. So so I got Facebook, but Facebook sure. was $17 a share. Uh huh. That was like yeah. free. <laughs> that was free. Yeah. And I did not buy one shit. I did not buy a little bit. I bought right. a, lot a lot of Facebook. And I would tell you, uh -huh. Facebook made it possible for my niece, who is 29 years old, uh -huh. to buy a condominium in Fort Lauderdale. Right. I've been there. It's nice. Mortgage free. Uh huh. Mortgage free. free. Yeah. After seven eight years of invest of me investing in Facebook for her. Mm -hmm. Isn't that great? <laughs> and plus Fort, Fort Lauderdale God, marketing. God so be the glory. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll be the glory. That, that's, that's a really great testimony as well. And then she sees the value of having invested. So it's some, some yeah. legacy. And you know what's good about that, brother knowledge. Paul? Yes. Yeah. Tell me what's more. What's good about that, brother Paul? She got a very, she got inheritance. It wasn't a lot, right? But instead of being one of those kids that said, "Give me my inheritance," sure, she allowed me, and she's actually my wife's niece, niece, right? Blood niece, right? To invest for her, mm -hmm. and she's doing well. She, yeah. after buying her condominium, she still has more money than she started with seven years, eight years ago. After buying a condominium. Lydia. With no mortgage. Yeah. You cannot lose when you have <laughs> All the, cash. the deed. All yeah. cash. When you own the deed, <laughs> you're in really good yeah. spot. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, okay. Well, I think people, have, uh, they have the understanding now. They have some knowledge about New York, uh, some real estate and how to do that. And we had our disclaimer in the beginning. And we talked about Texas and we talked about Maryland. Uh, three different demographics in terms of real estate in terms of people investing in it. And I, I myself, I really like real estate investing. I want to do more. Uh, and of course, the values here in Maryland are no way near what they are in New York. Larger population, uh, economically people, they earn more money, et cetera. And then of course, Texas is on the lower end because uh, the property values down there, you can get a mansion for a little bit or nothing. It, it's the property values are really good there. Tax-free state, no state taxes, but they do have property taxes, which will come back and eat you up, just like if, if you were paying state taxes. So there's some differences in there as well. And of course, what we're all talking about here is having that, uh, being able to look at your taxes and being able to write off that interest, mortgage interest, the insurance and, and the other things that are out there. So uh, it's, it's a really great, great uh, opportunity for everyone. So do you have any uh, final comments you'd like to make at this time, Dr. Davis? I think this is great. And I just think that we need to do one more. Keep it on. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'll set it up and we'll do it. And so people can learn even more. So I want to thank you, of course, for this uh, coaching session here, Wealth Academy podcast, uh, Dr. Askia Davis Sr. And uh, he provided us with some invaluable wisdom, knowledge, as well as some expertise, having worked directly with uh, the experts who know how to fix the building, some lawyers. We have these people on your team because they are team members and you have to select the team members as, as best you can. And I shared a little bit here about uh, Texas where I, I reside and invest in property as well as here in Maryland. 
So we want to thank you all for listening to this and not only listen, but as Dr. Davis would tell you, apply some of the information that we are recommending to you and get some professionals uh, to work with you that is really going to help you. So uh, my time is up and I thank you for yours. Uh, Dr. Skill Davis Sr., thank you so much again. And we're going to get that investment on the next side. Peace to you and your family. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy Podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes. 